What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Tomenaga, the crossover, in the finish. One more at the line. And this is a young man coming in, shooting 51% from the floor on the year. Greasel, count it, and the foul. And a fast-moving first half. When you didn't expect it at the beginning of the year, Dawson tried for another one. Denham Dawson. Bail out the Cornhuskers. Greasel, baseline. Great court awareness, especially over the last two or three possessions. Suing, attacking now. Buckeyes have to have a little urgency. They'll try the three in the corner and sends the ball. Delivers in a big moment for the Buckeyes. Two seconds. McNeil. A look to tie. No! And Nebraska sends the Buckeyes to their fifth straight loss. 63-60. Sure was a good look from Ohio State at game's end. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We're happy to have you with us, and uh, hopefully you are getting to work safe this morning as you're listening on 590 ESPN, 1480 ESPN um, as well, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, and, um, you know, road conditions weren't as bad as people thought. Yeah, shout out to the the street crews, man. Not too shabby. Shane said Dodge Street was pristine. So shout out to the men's and women's out there planning, getting it in. All right, listen, our lot, it, one one blade out there and about four shovels. Yeah, you came in making fun of park jobs. Yeah. I, or park job. I did Now, full disclosure, I didn't get a chance to eyeball your vehicle. Because it was perfect. But Shane... That little guy, I don't. I think he came in with his eyes closed because he is not between the lines. He's like trying to look above. But the I don't wheel. know if he can see. And I think he was fairly nervous in getting here. Liquid? Do you have thoughts? I wasn't nervous, but I was here way before anybody was clearing out the lot. It was full of snow when I got here. Yeah, so you just made it up. You just kind of did. You put chains on. Is your that little? why there were donuts over here? Wow. He's thinking Krispy Kremes. I don't think he gets it. <laughs> Shane, did you put chains on your tires this morning? I you can't. I don't think you can put chains on your tires. I think that's illegal. Is that illegal? <laughs> yeah. I don't. And know, I don't man. know if I, I have. Enough, that's what guys do. And I don't know if I have enough clearance. Who? Clearance. Not clearance. Clearance. Like the cartoon show for little kids. I don't know if I have enough clearance Wait. for chains. What? Two t- chains. T- time out. Time out. We are the world. <laughs> Are we saying clearance or Clarence? He said clearance, but it sounds like Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> See, <laughs> are you talking about where you give yourself some room? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if or I have things go on you know, sale. I don't yeah, know. you know when they mark down items at the grocery store. You know, be- between <laughs> the it, did I hear that wrong? No, it's he's saying Clarence, but he means clearance. I said clearance. Oh, okay. that's clearance. Okay, thank you. I don't All know right, if I I'm have so- enough clearance. 
Oh, between for, your wheel well and the tire? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, because you did – what are you on? Like, are you on some Twinkie Deuces out there? Are you on some 22s or what are you – Well, I'm not rolling with 22s. <laughs> some 20s? Yeah, probably 20, some 20s. Twin, twin, twin. <laughs> twin, twin, 20s. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. That that kind of day. Great let's, start let's, to the what, morning. Hey, who was like to have to – we like that fun. Yeah, we do. Who was on the call yesterday, Shane, on Big Ten Network? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. No. It, it's a guy, a local guy in town. He's, I know who it was. <laughs> He's so good. That uh, Kevin Kugler. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, 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 a, it's a Kugler it, type I of week. He does it just to drive me bonkers. Um, that's a big win, man. Huge it, win. Yeah. Kind of, kind of sets up. I did see. You know, you said that was a good look at the end that the Buckeyes mm-hmm. got. Did you hear Coach Hoiberg in the presser? They were supposed to foul. He wanted Breidbach <laughs> to foul. He said, "Didn't quite happen that way." Whoa. Oh, and God said. And you know what? Coming let, out of the dark, let there be light Woo. on this show and on the court over at PBA yesterday. But you're right. In a three point, in a three point game like that, it kind of seems like a. Is it a new trend? Do coaches want you to foul when you're up three? Because in the past, I don't remember a lot of people saying, like, hey, foul, foul, put them at the less, line. Less than five seconds, I'm fouling. Darn near every single time. Maybe it's just talked about more. Yeah, well, I, I think the last four or five years for sure. But un- under five seconds, I'm fouling. And As you should, because yeah. it only takes, what, three seconds to get down the floor. Yeah, and it all started with the with the call on, on Tomonaga that – Really gave uh, – Are you talking about the one near the Buckeyes bench? Yeah, where they think they said he was crowding him a little bit, forced him out, which, yeah, I, I didn't see it. Especially because whoever the Buckeye player was was already falling out yeah. of bounds. Yeah. So because like, he wasn't standing straight up, like even Keys. if Tomonaga came over and crowded him, it, well, you're still not making a whole, a whole lot of contact, if any. At that point, right? Because all you're trying to do is save this ball. They got bailed out. Yeah, and I just think you know when Ohio State went through the drought, whatever it was, six and some change, from about the eight minute mark to about two minutes, they didn't make a field goal. Right? Neither team shot the ball very and well. And Nebraska wasn't really scoring, so that game stayed around the five point mark. And listen, when when Thornton doesn't score until a minute to go. You're thinking it can be your night because they they just they just couldn't couldn't get him mm-hmm. going, especially because one, he one, played. one of six. We wondered about the wrist. We asked Paul Keels. I don't think he felt great, but you know, since the ball struggled to shoot it well, um, now he did. He was three of seven from three, but right, uh, he's just three of nine inside the arc. And that typically isn't going to get it done for that game, and they found a way to keep key down relatively to what he's capable of yeah you need more out of Thornton if you are Ohio State if you have a guy playing 32 minutes Mm -hmm. almost 33 minutes in this basketball game but kudos to Nebraska's defense they shut him down they forced him to take shots that you know maybe weren't his bread and butter yeah but on the other side how about Nebraska shooting the basketball in the second half I was going to say 53 percent in the second half for Nebraska, and I texted you 
at the end of the first half, and I said, wow, this is a barn burn. Yeah. <laughs> 22 I was cleaning to up the 21. Ki- I was cleaning up the kitchen. I said, I think he's being facetious. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little facetious uh, yeah, there. May, maybe a tad bit sarcastic when I said this is a barn burner, uh, which it, it still was a close game. Don't get me wrong. But both teams shooting 14.3% from three and 30% or less from the field in the first half, not great. But as you said, Nebraska came out in the second half and made some noise. And they did it with people not named Derek Walker. Yeah, Derek Walker getting into foul trouble was a problem. And then when you – it was about the 12-minute mark when he picked up his fourth foul. Mm-hmm. And – I, I watched the play over and over because I was trying to think, what was Derek Walker thinking in this moment? Because you know you're in foul trouble. You came out of the game once already. Coaching tells you just to let him go, right? Or, or, you know what, stay vertical. If you get called for the foul, you get called for the foul. But more times than not, we want you in the game. So you just have to avoid making contact. But he came all out SWAT team mm-hmm. on that Swatting. play. I was SWATing. And I, I just kind of sat back and thought, a senior doesn't normally make mistakes like that. But what, what at that point in the game did he think just in the moment. that this was, just, was the move? But just, you, know, just you know coming off the bench, Hoiberg, whoever, an assistant coach said, hey, hey, watch the fouls. Watch the, like, that's getting drilled into his brain in this game. He's just such a fierce competitor. Oh, yeah. He gets caught up in the moment. And it's interesting, too, because if you would have told me if D-Walk was only going to play, was it 22 minutes? Something uh, like that. And Nebraska was going to win a game at home where they're catching, what was it, six, seven points? What was – they were – was it six? It was something like that. Anyway, they were under, underdogs at. at home. And what I felt like was a must-win game. It's actually a must-win for both teams. And by the way – is Ohio State in trouble? That's five mm-hmm. in a row, and their schedule is not great. Coincidentally, it, can Nebraska tread water with, with the schedule they've got coming up? And without with, Jawan Gary. You got Penn State, Northwestern. Uh, I think it – who's after that? Maryland maybe? So I think it goes Penn State, Northwestern, Maryland, and then the Fighting Illini. Hey, could Nebraska go two and two? And I, I think Northwestern is good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I said that in passing a couple of days ago. I'll say it again today. Northwestern is, is a good basketball team. but You know, it's easy to say, but how much do we believe that Northwestern is a good team? I think they're a good right? team. Right? Yeah. It's hard to, like, roll that off the tongue. Like, hey, Northwestern's a good basketball team. You're like, huh? I, I think if they're If you didn't watch Big good. Ten basketball this year, you wouldn't think Northwestern is a team that should be good. Well, and they are. A- apparently... Uh, Procedure and protocols weren't being watched by Big Ten basketball because how are you still getting postponements for COVID? Yeah, that's hard to and, hard and, to and Northwestern was already. Uh, I I know the injuries were kind of starting to rack up for them, but they got a pause for COVID, which. Are they the first team this year to Yeah, but, but do you know what I think it is? Did you see yes, or after the, the, um, they postponed the game, the Big Ten basically acknowledging that they haven't updated the policy. Well, it's because Kevin Warren's not there anymore, no, right? You no, know, but, you know, in their defense, listen, you, 
maybe not in defense. Let me just give you a different perspective. I don't think they thought it was still going to be a thing. Right? So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Right? It took my kid to the doctor a month ago. Had some had some COVID-like symptoms. Didn't even test for it. So I was just like, oh, that's great because that's you know, what that, I didn't want it to be. That right? is funny because when I had COVID back in May, I went – well, I took the at-home test, negative, yeah. right? Ghost Rider, flight pattern is yeah. full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I went to urgent care, took yeah. another test there because I felt miserable, had the body aches, could hardly walk, negative. Went to the hospital – then three or four days later, and they tested me, and then I was positive. And it just, it kind of makes me laugh that nobody, for one, thought it right away because mm-hmm. everybody kept saying viral infection this, viral infection that. But then it turned into COVID as I'm on like the downward spin of my so called window to be away from yeah, society. And, and listen, I, hear my heart. I, I, I think it's a thing. I, I absolutely think COVID is a thing. I just was surprised that. In 2022-2023, to see that that game was postponed. And then you look at the, the Big Ten schedule for basketball, and it may matter. I don't know. Penn State or Northwestern's 500 in the Big Ten Conference. But for all those teams trying to avoid Wednesday games at the Big Ten Conference tournament, I don't know, how are you gonna, when, when are you going to make that game up? But Nebraska's got to take care of business first. They, you have a chance – to now go get Penn State and put yourself, you know, at four and five in the conference, and you start there, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't think they're afforded the luxury of of looking too far forward, but Penn State, Northwestern, Maryland isn't daunting. Now you don't love the matchup with Illinois, especially after what they did to you at home, but. You can go two and two. Mm-hmm. I won't go as far. I, three and one seems a little too lofty, but you can go two and two. And you can absolutely start with Penn State. You can you can get a W against Penn State. Although, Nebraska kind of has <laughs> – it's been very interesting with their games against the Nittany Lions. And, and, and Penn State needs a win, too, as they're one mm-hmm. game under five hundred. But weird night in college basketball, too. And I was – like I was joking around with you before – the show started. Huge wins for both the men's and women's teams because I felt like Nebraska women, Coach Williams and company, I felt like that was uh, must win. It's probably too strong, but a big, big win at Purdue. Yeah, great transition there. Not easy to recover down eight heading into the fourth, the fourth quarter. Court, yeah. uh, but the Husker women, they did just that. 23-8 run to close the game. If you look at the box Clutch. score, those are the numbers you'll see. That's something to brag about. Alexis Markowski had a fantastic game. She was a menace down low. But somebody that really stuck out to me was Maddie Kroll off the bench. She's something else. We kind of we joked about her a couple weeks we ago. We did, because like coming out of uh, the summit. I'm unassuming. Uh, of course, we love – I well, I love local, right? Mm-hmm. But Local kid. Yeah. Kind of unassuming, just kind of minds her own business, goes about her work. And last night, he... Mm-hmm. She was actually a big member of that mm-hmm. Sweet 16 team yeah. from South Dakota State. Uh, or you, South Dakota State, excuse me, South, South Dakota. Dakota. She, used to winning. Um, so, I, you know what I, li- I like? The, mm-hmm. I like the winning gene. I think there's something, there's something to, to that. be said for people that are used to winning. 
Uh, and and they found a way to get it done. So not a, not a bad night for the state mm-hmm. school in terms of the hardwood. Next to that, too, Sam Hybe, even though she didn't shoot the ball very well, stepped up for Jazz Shelley in ways that Jazz Shelley normally plays. And how about if that her makes sense? B- back to being able to change directions, she, like she looked quick. Mm-hmm. She she may she may be fully fully recovered from one of the strangest right. preliminary like. Hey, this is what we think it is. To when you get into surgery, no, this is not what it is. Right. Hey, we'll see you out there on the court. You're like, wait, what? She's back a month ago, and then it's now. I think she's starting to kind of round into Hybe mm-hmm. type form. Which, I mean, let's not get ourselves if, if they want to get to where they want to be at a postseason run in the Big Ten tournament. She's got to be a part of it because, and we saw last night, and I can't even believe. See, I can believe it because I watched a lot of crazy things yesterday. But before my my BTN Plus runs out, I just wanted to see a little. Didn't watch a ton. Iowa at Michigan State last night, and just to see if Caitlin Clark was going to pull off another double double with assists, mm-hmm. not rebounds. Darn near had a triple double. Did last she? Night. I think she went. I think she was twenty nine. And 11, but that's three in a row with 20 and 10 in terms of assists. What she did you is, say she was? 29 and 11? She was 26, 9 and 11. 26, That's nine, pretty good. 26, That's nine. pretty good. This guy, we were talking yesterday just how he can just spit numbers off the top of his head. Like, I don't know where you store that information. You see it. And if it has anything to do with analytics from the day before or within the last it's, month, it just stuck. It's, it's in there. It's, it's stored. In it's stuck in my head. It's a flash drive. You plug it in and you see all the folders, and you're just clicking away in your own head. Here, let me go to the Caitlin Caitlin Clark folder here, thank, real thank, fast. Thank the Lord, because I uh, my study skills are subpar. <laughs> and just sitting down and looking at something was just or reading and absorbing was very very hard to do. That's why I was the guy that had to go to class because if I go to class and I, and I, and I see it, mm-hmm. you tell it to me, I'm probably going to remember if I'm on my own and it's like, Hey, right. I, this is what I need you to do over the next four days. Yeah, well, you're not, shoot. you're not a lazy guy either. No, no. So you wouldn't miss class. I don't know if you're like, Hey, I feel bad about missing class, but you're committed. Well, when you commit to something, whether it's sports, whether it's school, there was Sega, there, pl- there was Sega and PlayStation. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. We were we were playing a lot of NHL back then. Erskine NHL what? Forty five. Oh, sorry, yeah, I forgot you went to school in the nineties. My man said forty five, <laughs> <laughs> like the old record. <laughs> but the needle on the record. I see what you did 45, there. Forty five, really? Yeah, did you hear that? I, I caught. I caught that. <laughs> playing NHL 90, <laughs> 93, 94. I was still my buddy and I. Two hundred fifty five wins. My buddy Brian. We would draft like. These these hockey teams in NHL, and I was still drafting guys like Martin Straka because he was a pen, and on that game he was a very good skater, and you could manipulate the joysticks right, just kind of slide thumb corner, sweep by the goalie, little backhander. It was mm-hmm. kind of a glitch, kind of like in double dribble, which I'm sure you have no idea what that game is. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we went through this war. <laughs> that was that was like. Bill Walsh, 94 on Sega. Like, there were a lot of games. Yeah. There were a lot of things that could keep you from going to what do class. You, what do you think the oldest game console that I owned was? The <sighs> oldest one. I will go with uh, 
Is Let's that see. is this when it comes out? Was Barry providing for you? <laughs> My dad did provide for me. Yes, I will go with a PS3. Nah, whoa, before, dude, that was like I, when I was, I was a senior in high school. I'll go Nintendo 64. See, one step earlier, because it yeah, was the, passed on to me. You know what? It was passed on to me. I'll give Wii? you a clue. The Wii? Mm-mm. No, the Wii was post. The Wii was like when I was early 2000s. 10? Yeah, the Wii was early mm-hmm. 2000s because I remember playing the tennis game in my old house on Curtis, oh, which yeah. would have been early 2000s. VR before VR was a thing. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> hey, how much is that a thing? We use, v- we use it at the – You guys have the goggles? What are they called? The, uh, I don't know, but we our quarterbacks use those. And they're like a – it's a test pilot deal at, at the high school, and there's okay. definitely something to visualizing success. What was so? What was the console? The NES. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's close. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said you're yeah. almost there. I was. I now was we close. did have like a knockoff Atari. Atari was the jam. So Coach Huffman and I used to wear. He had everything before everybody else. Oculus. It didn't matter what the, the the toy was or the console, but um, he was the first one to go from Atari. We had then there was Sega, and then I think he had Nintendo. Because he and I played a lot of track and field and double dribble against one another. NBA jams. Yeah, I played NBA jam. He's on fire. <laughs> that game made a comeback. My insurance guy has the arcade version. Like, looks like, like an arcade. The, the big of, machine. Of, yeah, NBA jam. My favorite game was probably NFL Blitz. Yeah. I, you're too young to remember Skateland that was here. But mm-hmm. they used to have this football game that was played with, like, it's basically the concept of golden tee where you roll the ball. That's my game. And there were, like, these X's and O's. You could kind of curve passes. Like, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So tomorrow, well, you won't be here tomorrow. But Monday when you come back, I'm going to rock. I got a Tecmo Bowl T-shirt. It has, like, the little four plays. I got it at the same time I got the Outlaw Josie. <laughs> the not shocked. It's Verzal's fault. We're just <laughs> – Nobody's at Pizons. I'm there in off-brand Nobody's hours. At off-brand hours. It's not open. <laughs> so he and I are like solving all the world's problems. He slides me a laptop and he's like, "Hey, you want to buy a t-shirt?" He's like, "Hey, such and such website has t-shirts for six bucks." And I'm like, "Man, I'm not." So I looked at him. I looked at him and I was like, "Here, you know, why don't you get me these?" He is goes, this when, "Is this when you spend two bills?" <laughs> yeah. On t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Some turned out to be And they crisp. were $6? Some turned out to be crisp. I said I got like seven, six, 17 or 18. Some were like 13. I got like 17 or 18 t-shirts. I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, so. I remember you telling me you spent over like $200. Just, like, just like Micah had a, his sweatshirt on yesterday. It's a John Morant. And he's yep. like doing the two little. Yeah, I got a, a ton. Micah and Joel won't get along. Yeah. he's Micah's Joel, not, not a John Morant fan. Micah isn't either. He oh, just he, like he, he just, likes it's it fits his he personality. Likes the, he likes the too, too small. Yeah. yeah, but he's not a huge jaw guy. I'm hey, telling, I'm telling you, he's he's all in on the old heads. A lot coming up on the show today. Uh, we'll talk to Brandon Vogel at 7:45. We'll talk to Mark Manning at eight. Who DB's very excited to Shane Bart. That's with. a Bart Scott moment. Uh, head wrestling coach at the University of Nebraska. We will talk to Brian Edwards to close the show at 8.45. I'm going to tell you what blows my mind, too, later on in the show, and I, DB will probably have something, too. Um, but coming up next, 
do you have any rabbit holes you go down on snow days? Dude. Like, like what what are your so-called guilty pleasures on a snow day? We'll we'll if, get if, into that. If you followed my Twitter timeline <laughs> yesterday, you knew exactly what and, I was. And that's where my head's going, man. We'll also uh, set up the next segment with our poll question. So <laughs> three hours later, it's like, what have I been doing? <laughs> right. All that and more next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Greasel, open look from three, and he makes the Buckeyes pay from deep. Hey, back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency 590 ESPN, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. We are also live on TikTok right now, so hello to our audience over there. Nope. What no. you are about, <laughs> DB is scarred from TikTok, uh, probably because he's on it way too much. Um, hey, you're, I got you're a gonna great go down, recipe. You're going to go down your rabbit hole of TikTok now as we go down the rabbit hole of this segment. How fire did my dinner look Your last chicken night that I got from TikTok? Which is funny because that's going to lead me into my next question here. Because as we alluded to at the end of our first segment, are there rabbit holes that you go down on on certain days, like a snow day? Man. When you are stuck inside, you don't want to go outside, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you realize four hours have passed, and you actually have to start being productive now. Well... As we talk about rabbit holes, DB starts smelling a few things in his kitchen <laughs> late, late at night and um, started, what, 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 when would you say you started on your phone? About like 1.30? Yeah, yeah. So it was probably, I don't know, 1.30 or 1:30? 2. And I had just, I had ran a, a, a bunch of errands just trying to get stuff uh-huh. done. So I was looking for... This is so dumb. I was but looking fantastic. I was looking for bone in, skin on, split chicken breasts. Because that's what TikTok told you to buy, or that's because you wanted to buy. That's that? what I wanted. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I need bone in, skin on, split chicken breasts. Which I don't know. It's like finding a unicorn if you haven't tried to do it. Because now chicken breasts are. They're, they're cut, they're trimmed, they're ready to go. They, healthy people, they don't have the skin on, whatever. So I was like, I know who's going to have it. I'm, I'm going to Just Good Meats. My guy, Sean, best in the business, foolproof, right? So it's kind of snowing. I'm trekking along down 84th, and there's only two cars in the parking lot. So I'm like, yes, because that's a place usually when I go in, it turns out to be a lot longer than I really want it to be. So I'm chopping it up with, there's only like three or four of the guys in there. I mean, they're, they're busting their butt. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for such and such. And so it's like, hey, they're over there. And it, it, I'm like high-fiving and stuff because those are like what I would call my guy guys. I've known the family for. Did they give you a standing ovation when you walked in? Hey, they did. Like, do, oh, they, hey, listen, they did, they did do a slow clap. Oh, no. So 
Short story long, I got ready to leave. You know, he's he's a huge Nebraska fan, and I got ready to leave, and so he's asking me about Coach Rule. And I was like, hey, you know, we got a really good relationship. He's like, nah, and I was like, no, seriously, like, it's kind of uncanny. It just, like, took off, you know, call, text, whatever. I'm pulling out of the – I'm pulling out of Just Good Meats. He's God is my witness. My man comes out with a handful because they do their own jerky. They have a smoker downstairs. Oh, a handful. You're kidding. Listen, I'll tweet. I'll show you the picture. Can you bring me some in? He must have given me 12 bags of vacuum sealed jerky. And he goes, hey, I want you to take this down to Lincoln. Give this to Coach Rule and let him know whatever he needs. We'll take good care of him. Give it to the staff, too. So I'm trying to pull so out. I guess I, I'm demoted. <laughs> I, I'm trying to pull out, and I have a – he just – I rolled down my window because I thought he was going to say goodbye again, and it's like he just drops all this jerky in my lap. <laughs> Bro, I'm not here. I'm <laughs> like 52-card pickup. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to show you. You think, I'm, you think I'm making this up. So I said, hey, I said, let's just call him. Right? So he's like, man. I was like, yeah, let's just try to see if he picks up. So I gave him a call and – Bothered him in Texas. Hey, so I didn't know, right? <laughs> I, I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking. So he didn't he didn't pick up, and I was like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll catch him on the rebound. But then he called me back, and it wasn't as good a story mm-hmm. without without him whatever. there. So I said, hey, I know you're at the high school. Let me just I'll just send you a text. So you know he did whatever, and then I got home. I'm putting away stuff, and. Somebody on Twitter said something about, uh, like, broadcasts or calls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Smart TV, I'm on YouTube. This is like 140 now. And remember, I went to get stuff for dinner. <laughs> ended up ended up using chicken thighs, by the way. Didn't even use the split breast because they were, <laughs> like, the size of your head, right? So oh, I was nice. like, ah, let me save those for something good. Because I didn't know if the TikTok right. recipe was going right. to work. So if I mess up chicken thighs, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I started with great calls. Al Michaels, uh, Joe and Jack Buck. They're and we've all, gone down a rabbit hole like this they're all these, on this they're stage all before. these things on Twitter. So I watched the Vin Scully thing again. And a season where the improbable <laughs> Did you watch the happened. Joe Buck, David Freeze again? Oh, yeah. See you tomorrow night. And by the way... I didn't realize at the top when I was so mad about Beltron hosing uh, Ellis at the plate. Mm-hmm. I forgot he had the game-winning hit, too. <laughs> he, he yanked that thing down the right field line. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this son of a gun. Like Good I'm, player. I'm really over Carlos Beltron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Jackson, I mean. <laughs> um, Are they the same guy? Same stats. Put Carlos in the Hall of Fame. Um, and Carlos had great postseasons. But anyway, not to get on the Yadier Molina talk, so your your buddy in St. Louis gets mad at me again because he can't hear. But anyway, <laughs> four hours later, I've gone through all openings that I can find because somebody tweeted out the, the 49ers-Cowboys open with Pat Summerall doing the narrative for the NFC Championship game. It was the coolest thing ever. So I'm like, man, they need to get back to doing these opens because they're so deep. And you know what I thought of? Why recruit? We had the conversation two mm-hmm. days ago. Why recruits think that there's nothing but cornfields in the state of Nebraska? 
So I went to some of the Nebraska Opens, and it was Bobby Bowden and, and T.O. And sure enough, what was the opening scene? Snow in the cornfields with A this bunch panoramic of view. And it was so good that all I did for the next three hours was watch pregame opens. It was the – and – and I'm thinking to myself, it's five something, and I realize I probably should start dinner, which really Your old factory, which really started why I didn't want to use the split breast and just use thighs because I was an hour behind. Well, and schedule. that's what I was going to ask you because you made chicken, and chicken it takes a while to make yeah, chicken. Yeah, so the the recipe worked for TikTok. Thank the Lord, I didn't make enough. Right, the mm-hmm. you know the youngins eat the good stuff and so I ended up having a breakfast sandwich because I didn't make enough but anyway four hours man disappeared it was so bad I know we're on TikTok this is your boy so I'm so engulfed on what's going on you know I have the screen mounted above the fireplace Uh huh. I caught myself doing this Dead dog serious. I'm I'm it is not because I can't see. The TV is big enough. I'm just so into it with the goosebumps, listening to these questions that we think media is hard now. Oh man, they asked Bob Costas sat Coach Osborne down before the bowl game, and he basically asked him every question about why it was a losing program in some way, shape, or form. Hey, you know, you compare yourself to Marv Levy and the Bills. Do you feel for those guys? Hey, how do you get over the hump? You have these good regular seasons. Some people would say you don't play a tough enough schedule outside of Oklahoma. You know, Tio's got his squint game right. You know, he's talking. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Who like those, a pirate. He's like, yeah, I don't know who those people are, but we just play the hand. That we're t- I mean, just classic vintage right. Tio. And I'm telling you, four hours. And I was like, I probably ought to be productive. It was nuts. I, I watched every old – dude, did you see my did, Twitter timeline? Did, it's yes. It's all uh-huh. old interviews. It's so old, the the pixels, doesn't matter what kind of TV you have, it still looks like trash. <laughs> right. Did you hit any uh, Keith Jackson? No, you know what? I should. Because he had that great intro for Nebraska. Yeah, old Wistrom when he walks through yeah. the door, it yep. creaks. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you start with big game highlights and then go to opens, or did you start with opens and then mix in big game highlights? Big game highlights and went to opens. Did you watch the Jason Lezak call? No. That's my favorite. So, and we, you know, it's funny. We were talking about like Paul Allen the other day after the Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. loss, and I'm like, Brock, it's changed. Like, commentating has changed. Like, what'd you do? So well, I have forty three seconds to to get my point yeah. out. Now. <laughs> All right, listen, I was, it's kind of embarrassing. No, so I, what I did was I laid on my couch and I'm. You I go, just moved. Too. I go with variety. Yeah, I just moved, and I started with Pawn Stars because I'm a big like kind of like a history guy, and so I like like the items that they bring in. And then I started watching Seinfeld clips. Okay. Then I watched a different Pawn Stars that has a little more animosity than the yeah, real Yeah, because those guys stars. fell out, right? Yeah, because I, I just watched kind of the rerun clips. And then I watched a bunch of clips about the NFL draft and the order that the Bears could, like, fall. And I texted you. I told you I saw your boy Devin Hester because that was uh-huh. on one of the great calls. I forgot that opened the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. We'll get, into, we'll get into more of that maybe later on in the show, but we have Brandon Vogel next. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, we are back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. We're live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. DB just put a D in my last name whenever he tried to send me a tweet. I have, that to, is I have a, to delete that, that which is, is a, a no trigger. no for me. It is a trigger for me to get that D in the last name because I am not Aaron Rodgers, although I, I wish I had his salary. I, I wish tip, I had his paycheck. I typically don't believe in deleting tweets, but when I'm wrong, when I tweet the wrong person, that's a problem. You I've, feel. You feel for that. Yeah. Sheila E., you won't remember that, but she used to sing a song called I Feel For You. <laughs> Isn't it always about TV? It's always about music for you. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Keeps it fresh. We'll speak to Brandon Vogel uh, once we get a hold of him. He's the managing editor for Hale Varsity, and uh, lots to discuss on that front. Um, but going back to our previous point, DB, not only did I go down all of those rabbit holes, uh, but I also played some Fortnite last night, and I was like, I got I to gotta hit up Caleb. Caleb, he said he would roll you. We're on the same team. We're not playing one on one. He doesn't always look. Is it called? Is it duo? What is duos it? Duos and solos and trios and squads. <laughs> squads. So he and his little brother are into playing UFC too. So they go in there and they they fight well, with each dope. other. And of course, Mike is the ultra ultra competitive. But they love some Fortnite. I, I like. I don't get it. It's the game of my generation. So one time. I'm old, right? Obviously. Micah came upstairs talking about, did I see the new skins? And I almost had a heart attack. I'm like, see the new what? Skins, Dad. (laughs) And immediately my mind is like, oh, wait, this isn't the 90s. Like, what do you mean when you say? (laughs) I'm like, no, seriously, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> like, just in a true old man, dad moment. And he's like, you know, they had all the dances and the new skins. And I'm like, oh, hey, knock yourself mm-hmm. out. Keep playing, yeah. son, because I certainly thought it was something different. I was like, I bought to kind of get with the times. Yeah. Well, every character of mine's a football player. I have one from all 32 teams. So do you so. know what they do now? They have, uh, and I can't remember who the ringleader is. But one of the guys on the team has cracked the code to update all the college football rosters on the fly. It takes a little bit of time. Like, they all drop, like, five PlayStation right. consoles off at his house, and he, like, jerry-rigs them all at once, and then they all got him back. So they're, like, playing college football now with the current rosters, too. I don't know who did it, but... I mean, good. I'm all about those uploads. And let's upload Brandon Vogel in oh, now. Yeah, he, he's via StreamYard, and he's got a, uh, you know, one of the best back, backdrops I told you. of yeah. any guest. All those books. For all the big, books. For his big brain. Big brain move. Hey, Vogel, good morning. 
Good morning, guys. How are you? Big hey, folks, how are you, my guy? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, Vogel, you know, our last segment was talking about going down rabbit holes on a snow day. Do you have any guilty pleasures of your own that you just kind of sit down and all of a sudden, four hours later, you're like, I should start being productive? <laughs> um, well, I, thankfully, I think a lot of my rabbit holes are just uh, digging into college football. So technically, that counts as work, yep. I think. Uh, don't ask anybody. I'm I, I just proceeding under under that that's okay so i mean once we get a full season of data uh, i mean honestly like i'm already starting yearbook prep for opponent previews big 10 previews although it's harder now because of the rosters change change so much speaking of ncaa football and, and roster uploads if i could just get reliable roster uploads if somebody could finalize these things because doing it for print uh yeah it's become a lot messier but that's kind of it. I'm, I'm afraid to say I don't have a ton of hobbies. Uh, you know what you need to do? You need to find Chris Brown, former Nebraska kicker Chris Brown. His son, Colby, is like the roster college football guru. That's the guy that you need to grab. Let me ask you something, B. Vokes, because you, you mentioned something that I want to stay right where we're at with rabbit holes. Kind of, um, you, I know you're an old soul, right? And I'm going down this rabbit hole yesterday of – pregame opens and show opens and I, I stumbled across and, and remember because I'm playing so I don't know any of this real time I don't see halftime interviews I don't see pregame interviews I don't see any of that and Bob Costas had a sit down with coach Osborne before we played Miami and some of the crush the questions like as a player would have made me upset yesterday when I'm watching this for the first time mind you in 2023 I'm like, wow, those were big boy questions. I appreciate how a coach handled that, right? The losing, the Marv Levy, the can't win the big game. He questioned the schedule, the win at all costs. Like, it was all out there, right? Is it – are we misremembering a revisionist history that media is tougher on coaches now than they were in the yesteryear? Um, it might be a little bit mis misremembering. It also might be, you know, you think about the number of people at a Nebraska football practice now. Um, and I wasn't around in, you know, in the nineties the to know what it was like. I mean, there's always been intense interest in Nebraska football. I don't want to say that there hasn't, but like just the, just the number of people who had access to to potentially ask tough questions uh, is is greater now, and I think that contributes to it a little bit. But no, I, I mean it's it's always been tough, you know, with Osborne. It's interesting. I kind of vaguely remember that that open to that game. I haven't watched it in a while. It's unbelievable. Um, but it was listening. Yeah, I was listening to some stuff about about you know just kind of the angst with some Ohio State fans, which I think the playoff helped with that, but around Ryan Day. And it made me think of Osborne in those those early years after he took over for Devaney, you know, couldn't get past Oklahoma. And I think that might be a little bit of where, where Ohio State's at right now. Um, but then you had this other one with Osborne, you know, the kind of the bowl losing streak leading up to, to that Florida State game, didn't get that one quite. And then finally over the hump against Miami. So, yeah, that's those are two periods separated by what you know more than a decade, where yeah, there was some real kind of angst around around Tom Osborne. 
Hey, you know, speaking of coaches, uh, we haven't even gotten into this all too much on this show yet, so I'll I'll get uh, your thoughts here. Surprise or expected in Jim Harbaugh returning to Michigan? (laughs) Like, do you think the season Michigan had this year and the amount of skill players they have coming back next year really influenced him to stay and play for a natty? No, um, I mean, and I, and I don't know. I, I have to think in his meetings with the NFL teams, maybe he didn't hear what he wanted to hear. Maybe the interest that we assume is there isn't quite as high as, as you might expect because, you know, Michigan's in a really interesting spot to me too because you had great kind of almost out of nowhere 2021 year. And then you, you lose some really, really good players, particularly on defense. You go into this 2022 season with two quarterbacks, potentially, and you don't miss a beat. That's two really great chances that – and you hammer Ohio State both times. So that's probably the biggest deal. Um, two really great chances to kind of get over a hump, and then you have the NFL flirtation again, and you, you start wondering, well, is that, is that kind of – is that window closed for Michigan? I think you have to wonder, even with Harbaugh coming back, not that it's close, like they're going to be really good again, but it's hard. It's hard to go 12-0. and It's hard to go 13-0. and um, And it's it's that thing, and it kind of ties in with Day, kind of ties in with Osborne in that 90 stretch to me of like, it's really hard as a fan base. You get accustomed to a certain level of success. You got to stay in the hunt, but it's hard to always just be in the hunt and never quite, never quite mm-hmm. make, you know, bag that, bag the big game at the end of it. Hey, uh, before we let you out of here, something or nothing, it's easy for me, like when I see multiple coaches 40 miles away at a school, right? That's one thing. But how about the relentless pursuit of excellence with this staff, whether it's Rayola, we've seen them double dip, tag team. Satterfield was now in in Arizona. How much can we glean without drinking too much Kool-Aid? I'm not even a Kool-Aid guy. (laughs) That this staff – almost doesn't want to ever seem to take no or maybe for an answer. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's encouraging. I think, you know, it's, it's hard. Everything for me is kind of tempered with, you know, coaching transition. Everything feels new. It's hard to go back and remember, like, what was this point like exactly in 2015 or in 2018? Um, So what truly is different or does it just feel different? But, I will say, you know, and hearing Coach Rule talk a couple of times now and hearing some of those assistants to this point, they all talk about, you know, you're going to have to work on the recruiting trail. And I would say that I've seen that. I, I think I've seen the intense focus on, like, hey, the only way to do this is to outwork people. And it's hard because everybody knows that and is working really hard on it. So seeing some of these return visits, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with Raiola. Um but boy, would that be a, a pretty big jump start to a new regime, uh, landing a player of that caliber? I mean, it's just not only in terms of his ability, um, but it, what it signals nationally be, be a pretty big, pretty big get for Nebraska, which I guess we already know that. It's not even any news there. He's Brandon Vogel, managing editor for Hale Varsity. B Vogues, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. Good Thanks. to talk to you. Thanks, me. And he mentioned the yearbook. And if you would like to get signed up for Hale Varsity, 
Use that promo code AR for a monthly subscription, DB for a yearly subscription, and to get that yearbook, uh, all you have to do is, is be a member of HailVarsity.com, and you'll uh, uh, if you use the promo code, you get deals, you get you get perks, and everything's better when you're working with us. Hey, I know Weiss is on suspension in Ann Arbor amid the computer probe mm-hmm. that the NCA's got going on. Don't you think that may sway Harbaugh? That appears to be something more than nothing. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. Makes you think. Hey, uh, let's change gears. We'll talk to Mark Manning, wrestling coach at the University of Nebraska, next. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. Thank you for joining us for the second hour of the show, and we kick it all off with the head wrestling coach at the University of Nebraska. Mark Manning joins the show. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Thanks for having us on. Coach, how are you, man? It is good to talk to you. I I hope you're off to having a good start with the new year. I know your wrestling team is. How are you? Hey, doing great, Damon. Thanks. <laughs> By the way, you, you look fantastic. I don't know if you did it overnight, but I love the hair, right? It's like this silver, super fit. You've been ultra intense, man. You look great. <laughs> well, thanks, Damon. Appreciate it. And as long as long as I don't, uh, you know, as, as long as I don't grow a mullet, I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, the, uh, te- the team grabbed its uh, fifth consecutive dual victory against Northwestern, and in the personal accolade column, you grabbed your 299th victory. Knowing you. You're not one to put yourself ahead of your team, but for once here, think about you for a moment. What will 300 mean, especially if you can get it against Iowa? Uh, man, I, I really don't think too much about that. Uh, get, getting, uh, getting the victory Friday night will be pretty sweet, though. Uh, we, we, we all know Iowa wrestling is uh, their historic run of NCAA titles and Dane Gable and the legacy and there there's a lot there but uh but it really just comes down to a wrestling match on Friday night coach you know I've, I've followed you forever uh, wherever you go of Nebraska wrestling one of the things and maybe it's just me because I'm I'm old you know what I love like it seems like you've adjusted to your team's personality. You're, you're usually so measured and kind of buttoned up and reserved. Yep. You guys are aggressive, energetic. Uh, the wrestling yep. style has is, man, it's, a, it's athletic, and it seems like you've embraced yep. it. Is that intentional? Very much so. I think, you know. That's just, awesome. Just, uh, you know, you adjust with the type of guys you, you get on your team and the type of guys you recruit. And, you know, we've, we've got some dynamic guys. You know, really it starts with Ridge Lovett. Yeah. You know, Ridge, Ridge, Ridge was a 
you know, obviously redshirted right now, but Ridge is a catalyst on our team the last couple of years. And so that's, that, that's where it started. Then you have guys like Peyton Rob, who's kind of a yeah. quiet killer. Yeah. <laughs> he then, seems like a you know, mean Rob, son of a gun. <laughs> nicest, nicest guy in the world. Coach. Uh, just, but he's, he's a hammer on the mat and, uh, He's a very he's a he's a professional. You know he's he's great at his craft. He's uh, he's just he wants to be elite. He wants to wrestle on the world Olympic level after college, and so he's got his mind focused on continue to raise his level of wrestling and raise his level of competitiveness. Hey, coach, you brought up Ridge. I know you're off to a fantastic start. There has to be some conversation about. The red shirt and and where you're at with it in terms of development. What's what are the talks like with Ridge? Uh, none really. Actually, right now Ridge Lovett is in Nice, France. Uh, yeah, you got that right, France. Uh, he's <laughs> wrestling an international tournament this weekend, um, and we're just trying to help him develop. You know, continue to develop. We we, we want Ridge Lovett to be a two-time national champion. That's Mm. That's tough to do, but he's uh, he's uh, got you know a lot in front of him, and you know we're just trying to help him develop as a wrestler. Coach, chasing perfection is something I've always gauged from at least high school wrestlers, um, and, and, and you know taking the next step, it kind of just kind of follows you. It's a mentality, it's a it's a mindset, but it may not always be in the record column. But on the mat, in every move, every change of direction, you're always chasing perfection in some way, shape, or form. This season is different so far, though, as you have, well, actually two that are perfect right now in the record column. Tell me about Peyton. You mentioned Peyton already and Mikey and how you've seen them grow as athletes, wrestlers, and men. Yeah, you know, you know wrestling is, a, is the same as any other sport. Guys are going to develop when they they have a, a great culture around them. They have people that love and support them, and um, they, you know, both Mikey and, and Peyton are smart young men. They want to wrestle on. They have the desire to wrestle on the next level, and so it's it's all about challenging them, but uh, but also just loving them up, man. You gotta. You, you, you got to have a great environment around that kids can develop and grow, you know? You know, it's old and old metaphor, but, you know, it's just like a seed. You plant some seeds, and they're going to grow, and you got to continue to water it, and that's what we try to do. And different, different guys are at different stages in their life, and they're not always going to bloom as a freshman. They're not always going to bloom as a redshirt freshman. It, it takes small steps, and, and so, but when you create that environment, you create that culture, you know, kids are going to grow, and, and uh, you know, kids are going to reach their potential. Coach, I, I got to take advantage of your, <laughs> your I want to give you a couple of macro, the 30,000-foot view, just because I know how you love the sport, and you're watching its growth. Yeah. A lot of conversation about robo-umps in baseball or, you know, college basketball officials working too many games or what's going on in the NFL with the pipeline. I was talking to, to Ryan Terry at, at Metro's the other day, and we're just seeing these 
and obviously Tyson is a monster. And I said, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I saw two. I saw two bang bang calls in the same night that determined matches. One with Lenny, uh, the other was in Ann Arbor with Michigan with the hand touch to the yeah. mat. It's it's like yeah. it's bang bang, and it's a tough call. Yeah. There seems to be some consistency, but I actually think. Wrestling may be ahead of the game in terms of replay and getting it right more than wrong, especially in a certain time frame. It's probably different as a coach, but how difficult is it now to officiate wrestling with as big, strong, and powerful as these wrestlers are now where you see things you didn't see 20 years ago? No, you're right, Damon. These guys are really good athletes, uh, you know, it's funny, I had one of my older brothers come down, him and his wife, last weekend and watch both matches. And He's like, wow, the, the athleticism of these guys and uh, how they move, it's, it's not how people moved 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. And I think that's why popularity of wrestling in the Big Ten is third viewership. People have recognized, man, this is, you know, this is a street fight with rules, you know, yeah. and... Uh, you know, people like UFC, but this is not to the death. This is uh, this is wrestling, and people are enjoying it because the athleticism, the action, um, the competitiveness, it's it's fun to watch, and you hit it on the head. It's it's tough as an official. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not always crazy about those zebras, but uh, but they have, <laughs> they have a tough job to do, and it, it's tough to... Those those replays are are very very important. You're right, Damon. Coach, go ahead. You, you want to? No, Coach, ahead. I was going to ask. You know, speaking of tough jobs, being the earliest leg is hard enough, but add in coming back from an injury to accomplish what he's been able to accomplish this season is nothing less than impressive. How important is Liam Cronin to this team? Mm. Big time. Liam is. You know, he's a six-year guy. He's, uh, he's had a tough road, um, and he's just showing resilience. And he's really bought into just focusing on staying in the present. You know, that word's always used, but it is. It's just, he's just dialed in. We, we knew he, he's got – he's really developed his, his wrestling skills and he's a really athletic kid. But now he's just, he understands, you know what, I deserve to be there. And that, that's powerful when your mind can go there and you keep telling yourself, hey, I'm, I'm as good as that guy. So he's just uh, going out there, putting his foot on the line with a purpose. Coach, I, it's unfolding before my eyes right at the high school that I coach with, with you know, the, the, the Piper Zadiskas, the, the Rossiters, the Zoe Barber, yeah. Macy Barber. I'm watching... And we talked about this a couple of years ago when it was just getting going. What have you seen with the growth of the women's game in wrestling? Because it's at a pretty high level. I, I don't know if everybody else is like Nebraska, but I'm seeing some quality women's wrestling going on at the high school level. Yeah, really just it's, it's really evolved from the international style at USA Wrestling. I remember, you know, 12 years ago when I, when I started traveling the world with Jordan, the women were, you know, ha started having tournaments in our big international tournaments. And, 
And I'm like, wow, these girls can really wrestle. And I think, you know, a lot of a lot of young women have got great role model, role models from from the women, Helen Maracas and all these great all these girls have done well on the international level and so it's just rubbed down. And uh, these girl young girls have great interest in wrestling, whether their dad wrestled or their their you know, their high school coach is is really a great influence on them or whatever they get them out for wrestling and they and the, they develop the skills and they they enjoy it coach you talk about just development as a whole right and and when you talk development it it, it comes back to understanding that it's a marathon and not a sprint in most cases um, how does this team your team in particular avoid being a results only driven team and what i mean by that is like identifying your ranking versus a process-driven team? Great, great question, Andrew. Well, right now, we, we don't feel the rankings and uh, the so-called experts give us much, <laughs> much, uh, much, much uh, love, much of a chance. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we won the Las Vegas tournament in early December. The who's of who is there? Yep. Michigan. Ohio State, yep. Cornell, Virginia Tech, NC State. Everyone was there. Arizona State. We whipped them all, but our ranking didn't really move. So, really, it's we we carry a little chip on our shoulder right now because some of our guys, even you know, guys like Brock Hardy, wasn't getting much love early in the season. Now, you know. They're still doubt, kind of doubting him, so we kind of we kind of use that as motivation. We kind of, you know, we, we like that chip on the shoulder. Coach, I talked about evolution. I got to sneak in a couple quick things here, and I appreciate your time as we're talking to the head Matt boss down at <laughs> University of Nebraska, Mark Manning. I don't get I don't get you a ton, Coach. So I got to get a couple of things in here. Oh, I, I, I love get, it, Damon. I, I wish we got to see each other more uh, yeah. often. Yeah. So, so it was going to be Friday. I didn't want to bother you, but I'm watching some of your guys because I think you're always trying to get better. And people talk about fitness in Nebraska over time when it comes time to NCAAs and the Big Ten tournament. And I'm watching some of the body types change right before my eyes. Guys like Andrew Taylor and just the fitness yeah. level and how aggressive you guys could be. It, was that intentional? So you th that program can take the next step in terms of being complete wrestlers? Because I know you're explosive. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, I think a lot of our guys have, um, you know, just really embraced that. They they take a personal, um, you know, agenda, and they have a personal agenda about really developing their body. They know they're good athletes, and it's just next level thinking for them. Um, you know, a guy like Antrell Taylor is going to be really good. Don't want to talk him up too much. Right yeah, he now. he looks fantastic. <laughs> His body type. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that rubs off because you have a great guy in Peyton Rob showing him the ropes, and yeah. that's who his workout partner is every day. Yeesh. And so, <laughs> Iron Sharpens Iron, you got it right there. And then, you know, Antrell is going with Rich Lovett, you know. So, you're either, you either die or get better. 
right. Let me get you out of here on this because Friday all the talk was, you know – he, well, he's, they got a they got a quarterback in the house with the twins. He's got he's got some young developing guys in his own household. I gotta ask because I go through this sometimes. Uh. The splitting of the attention and time overseeing your other kids versus yes. the the studs you've got under your own roof, man. Are you getting excited about the high school experience for the boys? Yeah, it, it, it is, Damon. It's great. Uh, you know, my eighth grader is actually, I'm picking him up this afternoon. He's going to Iowa City. Um, I took Ryan and Will to uh, the, the duel a couple of years ago, and it was an eye-opening experience. Um, for, for Husker fans that want to turn in, tune into something on Friday night, 15,000 fans at Carver-Hawkeye is like nothing else. I mean, I've been to a lot of big football games, obviously Memorial Stadium, but 15,000 feels like 150,000. Coach, I agree. I, I said wrestling on that campus is the best spectacle. I, 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 just, I, I don't think that it has a peer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something. It's going to be really good. So the boys really like that. Obviously, Ryan is wrestling right now, and so he's – He's got a meet on, on, uh, in Lexington on Saturday, but Will's going over with me, but both of them, they love football, Damon, like your son, and they, they, they want to be next level. I'm not sure if they'll, you know, they'll be there, but they really work at it. It's fun to work different stuff in the evenings with them and stuff like that, but uh, they, they really love it. Ryan really wants to be a great quarterback. We'll see if he is, and <laughs> it take it day by day, but we spend we spend some time up at the up at the Hawks Center, a different different weekend. So that is awesome. Throw, getting some throws in, so it's 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 a lot of fun. Coach, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Good luck at Iowa on Friday. Best wishes, Coach. You you bet. Thanks, Damon. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having us on. Go Hawks. Hey, absolutely. Go Huskers. At, he's, he's a gem. At Coach underscore Manning on Twitter. Great follow. Husker Wrestling's a great follow. There's a lot of storylines there. Sometimes we don't talk about it enough, but they are one of the most, one of the more special programs in the entire state. And it's, and he's kind of become, it's what you kind of aspire to be, right? You want to be your own, your own benchmark. And it's so it's such a niche sport, but it's growing. I mean, thank goodness for BTN and BTN Plus because they are really showcasing wrestling. They had wrestling in 60 yesterday, or wrestling Big Ten stories, back-to-back time slots mm-hmm. last night, uh, which I love, right? But he is one of those guys where around the state, you know, people talk about recruiting and conditioning and what – they need to do the next level. And quietly, he has been a very, very consistent program. People want to see strides in Big Ten championships and nationals. And it's just one of those sports, man, where on any given night, you breathe at the wrong time, you relax at the wrong second, and it's over. Mm-hmm. He That program doesn't get near enough credit for what his staff, um, how they've divvied up the recruiting um, the development of the youth programs, he is – and by the way, he was selling his son short. He can flat out spin it. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they could go like the, the Danny Noonan route where you got a hooper oh, yeah. and a football player when you got twins sure. and somebody wrestles and somebody plays football. You don't always have to have that comp. Right. But, man, he's got something brewing in Lincoln. So you mentioned recruiting and a great, a great transition here as we kind of wrap up this segment before we get into a segment that, that I've been – Really interested to gauge your thoughts on it. It's something that's been blowing my mind as of late. But uh, we, we talked about Jim Harbaugh at the back end mm-hmm. of the segment with, with Brandon Vogel. And during the break, I was trying to come up with the coach that also had something to say in regards to tampering in college football and, and you know, violating certain rules. Because yeah, we don't know what Michigan's charges right. are, right? But it, if it's but improper contact. They're insinuating yeah. that it's, you know, contacting yeah. recruits when you shouldn't be. And it was Jeff Trailer at, U- at UTSA who I was thinking of. And I don't know if you remember seeing it, but he had a heyday on Twitter. Um, I, gosh, when was this? This would, this would have been December. It, so, was, it was before Christmas. Yeah, right before Christmas. And he was talking about not, not like anything like too crazy, but using NIL to persuade some of his players. But they were – and that's all fine, right? All fine. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt, and Jeff Trailer got hurt here because those two players weren't questioning entering the transfer portal, yeah. and that's what he got mad about. And so now you're starting to see, like, you know, Coach it, Huff at Marshall calls right. out Deion Sanders. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of like tampering accusations out there. How about um, A&M? Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher's yep. meltdown, which is funny because he he he's a. Now he's such an easy shell to crack because this dude is a guy that complained or got complained about by Nick Saban for having the best recruiting class. This and the other have a horrible season again, 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 and then can come back to well, it's ridiculous how things are going down right now. He 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 loves himself some Jimbo Fisher. But I'm gonna defend him for a second, Drew Down. Just because he always has been doesn't mean this time he's right. wrong. Right. Right. So I try to – I'm weird, right? Take like it with I, a grain of I salt. I take it with yeah. a grain of salt, and I try to listen to what's being said to see if he has a valid case. And, listen, whether you like or love Jimbo Fisher, whether you think he maximizes or develops talents, that doesn't mean everything he says isn't true. Mm-hmm. And I do think – Tampering is an issue. It is. I, listen. And it I, has been for a while. Okay, so I asked about a particular player. Not even going to bring him up. He is a Big Ten Conference player. Played at one of the top three schools in the Big Ten. The day of, he hits the portal. Mm-hmm. I asked one of the coaches in the Big Ten Conference. I, said, I sent him a text and I said, hey, there's a connection to here, here, and here. You may or you may want to take a look at exploring that angle for your end. I waited about th- three or four days. He didn't text. He called. Coach called me back. Coach says, I think he already has his destination picked, but we'll see. It's worth investigating. Appreciate the nugget. And in my head, I'm like... Well, he just hit the portal on whatever day. Blank day. Right. Whatever day. (laughs) 
You took two and a half days to get back to me and said that he already has his destination picked. Are we to believe mm-hmm. you don't just, that nobody right. had contacted mm-hmm. him ahead of time or that he, the student athlete or the family himself, mm-hmm. hadn't put that out there? Like, it's going to happen. You don't just settle down in two days J- either. Just don't text or DM, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently if you're in Michigan, use your computer. <laughs> Dude, I think they were at his home. They they raided Weiss's home. But I thought he did it. Do you call that a raid? I thought he did that, though, at, like, a student computer lab. No, they also went to his home. So they went both. Yeah. That is a raid. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Biden. Well, it's, 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 like, it's, like, like, it's not like Biden or anything, <laughs> leaving documents in the closet. But, I mean, wait. Trump, you may. Stick to sports. Yes, please. Sorry. Hey, no offense, Joe. <laughs> clean up the. I don't know. Who clean we're up the, about. Uh, the, the, the. Hey, uh, let me tell you what ducks. blows my mind next. <laughs> Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Key, two seconds. McNeil, to tie. No. The Huskers knock off the Buckeyes at home. Back on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Before I tell you what blows my mind, I'd like to talk to you about Dingman's. Dingman's Collision Center is your one-stop shop for all of your car needs. There it is, the big bell guy over there. Um, and on a day like today, you may need Dingman's. Uh, yeah, the roads I, are pretty slick. And Tr- trust me, I can ring a bell. Hey. You can ring my bell. <laughs> Shane is single now. <laughs> hey, so listen, Shane, I saw four vehicles uh, on the way here, and I only went – it only takes me Beat up? six minutes like to get here. Hitting yeah. what, each other? A pole? No, individual. It, it was slick because of the little freezing stuff that's under right. the snow. Because, Shane, you'd know this. I think we only got two and a half inches. I, no, um, I don't know anything about two and a half. That's what Epley reported, but um, what? Shane. <laughs> He's a, <yeah. laughs> Shane's a wild boy. Um, but it's what's underneath. It is what under, what's underneath that counts. Oh, here we go. You and Shane got jokey jokes this morning. <laughs> is it all about the heart? It's, it's, all, it's, it's what's, what it, it's it's what's, what's inside. inside that matters. Yeah. And you know what? Our heart uh, is to Dingman's in this case because they've been in the business for over 25 years. They're family run, locally owned. They work on all makes and models. So whatever car DB saw this morning <laughs> broken down or, or hit or turned sideways, two they for, work on it. Two for sure. One was a little Kia sedan. The other was like maybe an Odyssey. And I don't know what the other two were because they were in the little ravine thing. Like the putter? Yep, yep, just like the Odyssey putter. You got it. <laughs> What's wrong with this what, dude? Why do you, out of nowhere, come up with the putter <laughs> reference, but you're not like a huge sports guy? I guess you are kind of a he golf does, guy. Yeah, so he bought a putter from somebody in the building at our other uh, work. And he brought, it was in studio and I was watching him use it. Just tap it in. 
Shane looked like he has a nice stroke. Give it a little tap, tap, taparoo. Uh, you, you'd probably, like, if we got a foursome, Andrew, you'd be the guy off the tee. I would be. I can streak it. I would be the, I would be the spectator. <laughs> you, you'll be the and guy she, drinking in the cart. <laughs> I'll be the driver. I'll hand you your club. Right? Right. That's what you think I do my anyway, daddy. right? Yeah. <laughs> and Shane looks like he could be the putter. Here, I'll hold the door for you. <laughs> oh, and uh, as we. Uh, yeah, you know. Shane, you want to be all-time putter? All-time putter? Yeah. the heck is all-time putter? It's like the all-time quarterback, except you just are the putt guy. I've never been offered the all-time quarterback position. Well, I saw you throw in the parking lot, I know. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, it stands to reason. We like to throw the ball more than nine yards down the field at a time. <laughs> Makes sense. You're not a short throw guy like Tom Brady? Can you imagine Shane even trying to see? There'd be no it, he's throwing. He's Bryce Young ones. in the draft. Hey, Shane, by the way, I was telling some folks on social media that you park about 17 feet away from the curb, <laughs> and they came to your defense because they said they understand that you probably can't see. Are you still using the phone book or Zoe's booster seat? They haven't made a phone book for like 10 years. So you did? can I have her booster seat back then? No. <laughs> Can you imagine using a booster seat in Dude, the driver's seat? Do you seat? see how far away he parks from the curb, though? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's no. wrap. Let's go back to Dingman's here for a second as we get off track. They have four locations throughout the metro. If you're looking for the standalone mechanical shop, that's at 120th and Maple. Go to dingmans.com for all of your car needs. Now let me tell you what blows my mind, DB. This ought to be good. Because... Uh, When I saw the news come out a couple of days ago that the Chargers parted ways with offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator Shane Day. Speaking of Shane, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I could not believe it. I could believe the Joe Lombardi. Going yes, bye-bye. Se- I could believe Says that. the guy that was valid, trying to validate Cliff Kingsbury, but go ahead. I could believe Joe. I can't believe Shane. So uh, here's why. So the Chargers threw on 65% of plays this season. Mm-hmm. That, that only trailed the Bucks. Justin Herbert's stats this year, he had a 68.2% completion percentage. That's up three points from last season and has kept getting better. Every year. Every year in Herbert's career. His touchdown numbers were down. But so remember, he, he was 25 to 10. 25 right? to 10. But remember, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were out most of the year. Mm-hmm. So Justin Herbert didn't have a lot of his primary options to throw to. So Mike Williams guys. wasn't playing in meaningless garbage time? <laughs> maybe maybe one, one time. Oh, that time right before the playoffs? <laughs> maybe one time. Mike Williams missed six games this year, including that playoff game. Keenan Allen missed eight games this season. Shane Day has done a great job with Justin Herbert. Uh, this isn't a Shane Day fault. So I don't know why he, he, was, he was canned. I, I don't get that blew my mind. And that Brandon Staley would stay, a defensive-minded head coach, mind you, would stay when you are on the front end of your young quarterback's prime and you still aren't going to make strides to help him out. Are you mad? I, I, I don't know if I'm mad. I'm just kind of confused. Shane, do you think he's mad? 
I don't, I don't get it. Make it make sense. Why keep it, Staley and not keep Day? It doesn't make any sense. If you keep Staley, that's fine. The players, they, they confided in him in a lot of cases, and they stood by him yeah. even after that 27-point loss. If it's for the players, so be it. But I don't understand why Shane Day got canned. Uh, I just don't get that. Because I think, listen, I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm not up in arms because I'm still looking at you sideways because you, you made a case, a case for a Cliff, case. For Cliff Kingsbury. You made a case for Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury. I did. I'll stand by that case. Don't die on a hill. I'll stand by it. He, <laughs> I'll stand He by got better you. every single year Shane, except who for is this that? year. Who is that? Yeah, his second half of his seasons are mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. I'll stand by Didn't you. Didn't have D-hop this year. It's Pat Benatar. Somebody, it's one of those girls. Who, who is it? Google I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Do you know what song I'm talking about? But I'll stand by my hey, man. How about how Don't yesterday? The pretenders. Thank you. How about how yesterday we sang the the right song by the wrong guy? <laughs> yeah. That blows your mind. <laughs> yeah. So the difference between James Blount Blunt and, and Daniel Powder and Daniel Powder are very minimal. Which is why I was glad Husker Follower came to our defense. Like, mm-hmm. hey, in our defense, right? They're like those little bubblegum boy crooners, they, like, were releasing songs every two days. So we. <laughs> there are times I want to ring that little. <laughs> I just want to ring that little dude's neck. But anyway, the pretenders, right? <laughs> I I don't understand messing up young quarterbacks that are supposed to have promise. Unless. Drew down. Your guy, Justin Herbert, was like, we need to move in a different direction. Which could have been the case. Right. Because that's the only thing that – That's the, that's only, the only thing that makes sense. Right. Unless it's just – but and he was getting better in spite of not loving the relationship. Mm-hmm. But a 27-point loss is going to linger going into next season. That's right. going to be hard to overcome. Now you involve coaching change – you involve a, a lot of new faces in the mix, somebody that has to work with Herbert like right away and you know, continue to help him grow in his let, career. Let me get this right. So we're going to bat for Justin Herbert, right? But you aren't going to be all in on the development of Fields and Eberflus for the team that you cheer for without some sort I of running I think I came around back? throughout the year. Kind, well, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on that team. <laughs> What are you making a well, case for? Well, when did that happen? Because when I, I told like you that he acted seven. like he was some sort of competent, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Dude, week but. seven. I know we've had this conversation, and at least during week seven, I'm like, they finally figured out how to use him. Because I was hard on Eberflus. So you don't think that you have to throw the ball at some point you and will. be able to complete passes? You will. Because he's got right now the longevity of a running back. I've been saying that. He's only going to last in the league so for like seven years. So how are you years. validating what they're not doing in Chicago, but you're up in arms over making a move in the left coast state? How has that happened? It's fine, DB. We figured out <laughs> JF can run the football. Hey, do and that now again. we got to figure out. Semadonna. It's fine. It's fine, Now we got to figure out in the offseason how to throw it. All right. Well, who are you going to throw it to? That, that's, <laughs> yeah. Let's well, start there. Wait till D-Hop ends up in Chicago. You just is wait. That your, is that your power move? Just wait. That's it, and then we're going to keep – how much cap space do they have? They have more than $100 million now. Did you see that? <laughs> it started at $100 million, now it's like 110 115 we'll, I don't know. We'll be fine, DB. We'll, we'll be fine, DB. <laughs> we'll relax. All right, I will. I will. Hey, you know what? Let's get some plays next. Let's talk to Brian Edwards. Sound good?
Sounds good. Let's make some money. He's next. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. This is my type of segment right here. Talking to Brian Edwards here in a moment. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. As we wind down the show from Hale Varsity Club, we appreciate you joining us all the way through. But remember, if you can't catch any more of your favorite two people, two favorite morning show hosts in town, you go to your favorite podcast app and check out Morning Dump because that's coming up next. But now it's time for Brian Edwards. Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter, MajorWager.com, BrianEdwardsSports.com. Brian, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening? B, good morning, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Nebraska ball hooked me up with a, another under last night. Hey. Might have got hairy uh, if that buzzer beater had not uh, gone in and out and potentially forced overtime, but it worked. Hey, was Brian Edwards saying, foul, there's less than, <laughs> there's less than four seconds foul. Don't let him get the 3 off. Because Coach Hoiberg said that they were trying to foul. They wanted Breidenbach to foul. He said it just didn't work out. hey b let me ask you something real quick before we get into the plays did you and i both see that right that john jones opened as a dog wait wait, say that who opened as a dog john bones jones oh right yes i did see that Um, did you not think that was a typo yeah so i wrote a story about that on Monday and I did see gone open minus 150 or minus 160 but it only lasted a couple hours and I don't think you or I had our eyes on it in those first few hours no I just was I'm like wait a minute how is he I get it it seems like a 55 year layoff but I don't know if I would ever make that guy a dog especially if he's motivated No, I'm absolutely with you, and I haven't looked at it in like 48 hours, but I'm pulling it up now to see if it's still Pick'em. And, well, looks like looks like Jones is minus 120 at DraftKings and Caesars. That's crazy. Minus 125 at Bet River. People were hammering him. Well, and, and it's still, I mean, that will be the closest odds he will mm-hmm. ever probably fight in, right? He, I mean, oh, he's, he's yeah. pra- John, Jones, John Jones as a Pick'em is startling, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to go back to his first couple of fights. Looks like his first fight, I, I haven't even heard of the guy. He was plus 190. And against Bonner, he was plus 140. But ever since then, he's been astronomical favorite, with the exception of Cormier first fight, minus 170. And he was only minus 185 to Hamill when he got DQ'd from the elbows. Brian, let's talk football now. We'll talk divisional round football. And uh, we'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles because, you know, a lot of people are still wondering, is Jalen Hurts ready? Because when he played in Week 18, they said, you know, it it may not have been the best idea, but they did end up with the bye. But you're still on the Eagles. You're still a believer in that team. Why is that? Well, I... You know, I don't know that I like them minus seven and a half, but I but I am still a believer in the team, and I think the way to approach Saturday, I think the the lines are both very good, but when I do teasers in the NFL, it's home favorites between six and eight and a half, 
and I think Philly and KC are perfect teaser teams this week. So I'm just going to go with uh, Philadelphia knocking them down from minus seven and a half to one and a half, and KC from eight and a half to two and a half, where you know both have to just win by a field goal at home. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, I'm also going to do AJ Brown's uh, receiving yards prop uh, over 71. <clears throat> excuse me, 71 and a half or 72 and a half. Um, in the last four games, he's had 95, 97, 103, and 181 uh, receiving yards. And uh, I like that prop. I've been doing his prop a decent amount this year. Brian, this one's interesting. I, early on, I saw you know about a third of the money was on Buffalo, or a third of the bets were on Buffalo, but about two-thirds of the money kind of pushed that opening line from mm-hmm. four to five and a half. It's, is it big for a reason? Or is it too big and you like the Bengals? Well, it's big because the Bengals have lost three starting offensive linemen in the last three weeks, and there's not many teams that can overcome that this time of year. Um, however, you know, Joe Burrow had the worst O-line in the NFL last year, yep. and he still had his team near midfield uh, in the Super Bowl down one possession with a chance to win. So, uh, you know, I am concerned, extremely concerned about the O-line injuries. However, uh, I'm more concerned about how Buffalo's playing. If Jalen Waddell doesn't play the worst game he's ever played in an NFL uniform or in any uniform his whole career, uh, the Bills are on vacation and the Dolphins are still playing right now. Um, the Bengals <laughs> won nine in a row, seven, one, and one against the spread, but they're eight, zero oh, and one against the spread for me because I got a minus six and a half early in the week last week. Only their third underdog spot. They're 2-0 against the spread as dogs. They've played seven games against teams in the playoffs. They're 5-2 and two straight up. Lost by three at Dallas, by two at Baltimore. Buffalo has played six games against teams in the playoffs. They're 4-2 and two straight up, but none of their wins are by more than four points, which is relevant with this five to five-and-a-half point spread. You know, something I'd add in with – that Buffalo play too is an interception prop for Josh Allen because boy has he been reckless with the football lately. Um, so, uh, Brian, 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 you're talking full disclosure. You're talking to the prop king over here, <laughs> Andrew Rogers. My man is unbelievable. Are you okay? Are you okay with my AJ Brown? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I wrote it down. <laughs> That's the only thing in my notes section under his name right now is AJ Brown over seventy one and a half. Wow. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> No joke. Hey, as we talk uh, 49ers, um, that's a team that I don't know if anybody is as good uh, is as good at right now. Like this, this 49ers team is so good defensively. They are so structurally sound. They seem like they have another gear too. If they're struggling, oh my goodness! Their their personnel looks that they're working with. Is there a flashier team? in football than the 49ers right now that just always make it worth and work. And now the Cowboys are coming off of one of their best games. Thank goodness they could bounce back in week 18, but three and a half for the 49ers seems low. Does it not, Brian? Yeah, it's uh, super low. Uh, I made it seven and a half. You know, I've been riding this Niners team for months. Yeah. They 11 in a row, um, nine and two against the spread. They're, their home victories here lately are by margins of 18, 25, 17, 28, 16, and 13. I don't think a lot of people are putting much emphasis on the fact that, you know, Dallas did not 
leave Tampa until after midnight, late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, whichever you prefer. And San Fran hadn't played since Saturday afternoon, two extra days of rest and preparation and, you know, tack on, you know, four or five hours on top of the two days too. And, um, yeah, I, I love the 49ers. My favorite play of the week. And it, it, if you want to put a little more on them in a different way, their team total over 12 and a half in the first half, they've had at least 14 by halftime in seven of their last nine. Hey, B, let me ask you something, because the NFL can be a little tricky with this. But do you look at head-to-head coaching matchups? I look at Shanahan yeah. and McCarthy, and I just think, uh, I'll take Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I mean, but the NFL is tough to do that because it's so quarterback-driven, but it seems like I would do that in this in this particular instance. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that I give Dallas a quarterback advantage either, which sounds wild, but, uh, you know, Brock Purdy hadn't been turning the ball over like Dak. Now, he had a good game the other night, but he had turned it over, what, seven or eight games in a row before that, or at least one? Tied for the most in the league. Yeah, exactly, and that was with playing five fewer games. Uh, Let's jump to the NBA, just because – why not? I love the NBA. And, uh, Celtics, Warriors. Celtics, they're streaking. The Warriors, always dangerous when they feel like playing. But, man, five and a half seems like a lot. This is a heck of a, this is a, heck of a conference, cross-conference matchup. Yeah, I got to go with Boston uh, here. They've won seven in a row, four wins by 11 or more, five of them um, uh, by at least eight and uh Jalen Brown's questionable but I like it anyway and I love it as he's upgraded um Golden State's been horrible on the road all year five and 17 straight up five 16 and one against the spread the Celtics have had a couple of days off um playing great I gotta lay the lay the number with the Celtics and then uh, it, looking down the list there, you, you have the Nets tonight who have been a fantastic team this this year too and now they're after a huge winning stretch where they only had, like, one loss and how many games, Stevie, yeah, like 17? They might be having the KD yeah, and now, effects now. Right. Now they have lost three in a row, still a point-and-a-half favorite against the Suns. Do you like the Nets there? Huh, man, so many uh, – well, obviously KD out and, um, you know, Kyrie uh, missed – I don't know if it was the last game or, or two games Two games. Ago. Yeah, and Phoenix is so banged up. Uh, no Shamit, you know, no Chris Paul, no Booker. Um, I would probably lean Brooklyn, but I'm not saying I'm going to take it. Mm, uh, do you, B, let me get you out of here on this. Do you think Phoenix bounces back even? I mean, no, no, you know, they had missed Payne last week. Crowder, whatever's going on with that situation. <laughs> <laughs> A Kogi, like you mentioned, already mentioned Paul and Shamit. Do you think Phoenix can light switch this thing? Well, it, you, I, th- I think we got to give them the benefit of the doubt to see once they're whole and healthy and, and have a couple weeks to see how they look before we bury them, especially with Booker, man, because Booker's probably a top five player in the league. Yeah, I know CP3 isn't anymore, but let's let CP3 get healthy and not have to carry them when he's got Booker, when he's got Cam Johnson, Payne, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, 
I'm going to, you know, give them, you know, give them a couple weeks once they get home, and then I'll decide. Enjoy the early hoops with the Bulls and Pistons today, B. Good talking to you. See you, Brian. All right. Bye, fellas. Y'all have a great weekend. Hey, you too, and goodbye to you as well. Thanks for joining us on Coffee and Cream. Yeah, wave forward. Goodbye to you. This is like a DB wave. Uh, Goodbye to you. Go to Morning Dump. That's where we'll be next.